Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth yet spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. Well, we are in a series we started last week called Speak to It. And, um, you know, speak to it. Listen, speak to it. We sang a song this morning called The Work is Finished. It's already done. It's already done. And so now it's just up to us to speak to it. We don't have to fret. Kevin's song was talking about I won't fear. We don't have to fret. We don't have to be in fear. Uh, and we let so many things in life uh, hold us back cause us to fear, cause us not to take the next step. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about speaking to obstacles, obstacles in your life. Last week we kind of talked a little bit about the power of uh, confession, the power of your words, and that kind of gave us a foundation. And we're going to go over the next few weeks into specifics, speaking to obstacles, speaking to uh, sickness, speaking to financial difficulties, speaking to all of those things. Amen. And so I was reading on this thing uh, called New Thought Philosophy. I don't know if you've ever heard of this New Thought Philosophy. And it, it has to do with what they call the law of attraction. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. This, this law of attraction says that, uh, you know, by thinking something positive or negative, you're able to draw positive and negative experiences into your life simply by your thoughts. That's this, this new thought philosophy, okay? And it says you can attract money, friends, love, success, anything that you desire, you can, you can attract it into your life by your thoughts. Now, I am one because I actually penned um, a, a book on thoughts. I believe in thoughts, but I do want to tell you this morning that your thought life is where things begin, but thoughts unspoken have absolutely no magnetic power. They don't have any magnetic power to attract or create anything in your life. And you might say, well, how do you know that? Uh, the guy who wrote the, the new philosophy, he may know better than you. Well, all I do is I remember that God did not think the world into existence. That's what I look at. God didn't think the world into existence. Of course, he may have had thoughts in his mind about what he wanted it to be, but it wasn't until he spoke. It wasn't until he said, let there be, then there was. And so it's not your thoughts that attract everything, but it, it's speaking and it's speaking God's word. Okay, that's the real law of attraction, which is you'll see is God's method of attracting good health. God's method of attracting abundance and love and success into your life. Positive words have an effect. They have a magnetic effect on the lives of people, including and especially your own. God's words especially bring life. His words are life. Listen, in a very practical sense, speaking positive words out loud, you might say, why do I have to say it out loud? What's the difference? If I think it or I say it out loud, even if no one's around. Well, listen, speaking positive words out loud, they, they do many things for you. Number one, it increases your self-esteem, right? Remember last week I told you, look in the mirror when you get up and say, hello, beautiful. 
Come on. Hello, beautiful. It increases your self-esteem. It creates a goal for you to reach for. There's something about speaking something out loud. Come on. When you say it out loud, when it comes out of your mouth, it forges something in the atmosphere and it creates a goal. You know, studies have been done that when people speak something out loud, they're more likely to strive after that thing than if you just think it. You know, I can think all day long I, I want to lose another 12 pounds, you know, but that doesn't stop me from uh, two, three scoops of ice cream. You know, but if I say it out loud and my wife hears me and now all of a sudden I'm sneaking into the freezer, but I know she heard me. So she's looking at me. I heard what you said. Come on. In a very practical way. You know, speaking helps us. It helps to change your thinking from negative thoughts to positive thoughts because you hear yourself. So we're talking this morning just a little bit about speaking to obstacles in your life. If you have your Bible, you can go over to Mark chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read a passage from there. If you don't have your Bible, maybe you want to go on your device and look it up there. If you don't have your device, you can cheat off the person next to you. And if no one next to you has it, then just look on the screen and we'll have the scriptures up there. The New King James Version. Amen. Mark chapter 4, a familiar passage to many of you. Uh, verse 35. The, this is after Jesus had been speaking and teaching with parables uh, all day. He had been talking, teaching, speaking, all of these things. And now it comes to verse 35. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, talking about his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. Other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. Remember this story? And the waves beat on the boat into the boat. So that it was already filling. Water was coming into it. But he was in the stern of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. If you've heard that phrase, peace, be still, this is where it comes from, Mark chapter 4. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. It wasn't just calm, there was a great calm. So it went from one extreme to the other. Remember that. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him. Now in this passage to me, as you read down through this story, Jesus is asleep on the boat on the pillow and the storm comes up, water's coming into the boat. So it's obviously a problem, but he's asleep, but they have to wake him up. He doesn't wake up. The storm doesn't wake him. They have to wake him up. He's asleep and he rises up and, and rebukes the storm and there's a great calm and he turns immediately to his disciples. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And then they had a greater reverence for him. The key to this whole passage for me is right in verse 39. It says, and he said, and he said to the sea. He didn't think about the sea. He said to the sea, peace be still. The disciples said, 
how is it that the wind and the, and the sea obey him? Well, how did they know the wind and the sea obey him? I've seen a great snowstorm come and then all of a sudden it stopped. How, how, do, you know, how do you know that it, was, that it obeyed him? Why? Because they heard him. They heard what he said. In other words, he said out loud, peace, be still. He spoke to the obstacle that was in front of him. Now, before this happened, he had been teaching with the disciples all day long. He had been showing them with parables. You know what a parable is. It's an earthly story. We talked about it a little bit on Wednesday night, if you were there, on Zoom. He, but it's an earthly story talk with a heavenly meaning. He gives an example of, of a heavenly meaning. And he's been teaching them all day long. But now he would give them a practical test to see how much they really learned. I mean, after all, the hearing of God's word was intended to produce faith, Romans chapter 10. So then faith comes by, come on somebody, hearing the word. And faith must always, always be tested. It's not enough for us to hear a lesson or, 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 or read a teaching and be able to repeat it or regurgitate it. We must also be able to apply that lesson in our life. That lesson by faith in our life. And that is why God allows for trials and difficulties. That's why storms sometimes come into our lives. It's not just so we can be beat down. It's not so others will feel sorry for us. This storm came into your life to pass. It didn't come into your life to kill you. The storm came into your life to pass. That's why you can say, I won't fear at all, at all, because this storm came to pass, a test of my faith. We're talking this morning about speaking to obstacles. What would you think if God appeared to you? First of all, just that much, I don't know what I'd do. Probably start running. But if God appeared to you and said, from now on, everything you say about yourself, let's talk about you. Everything you say about yourself or about obstacles and storms in your life will have a dramatic impact on your life. Well, actually, that is exactly what God said in Mark chapter 11. Verse 23, many of us old, I call us old church heads. That just means you've been around church for a long time and heard many messages. This is a, this is a famous faith scripture, although the whole Bible is faith because the word of God is faith. Come on. Mark eleven twenty three says, for assuredly, I say to you, Jesus is talking again to his disciples. And I believe this is right after the fig tree. Correct me if I'm wrong, but right after he spoke to a fig tree and he told them and they, they were amazed. He said, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, obstacle or problem, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that those things they say will be done. He will have whatever he says now. I didn't make this up. This is not me with some sloppy doctrine. These are the words of Jesus. The New Living Version put it this way. said, for sure, I tell you, a person may say to this mountain, move from here into the sea. And if he does not doubt, 
but believe that what he says will be done, it will happen. It will happen. I think one of the things that trips us up is he didn't say it will happen this very moment or this very second. And one of the things that trips us up, if something doesn't happen right away, we tend to give up on it. See, that didn't work. I spoke that. That's just more new age stuff. I spoke that thing and, it, you know, the situation is still there. We give up. The simple explanation of this verse is that if you speak to the hindrance or obstacle and tell it to leave your life, it will. But only if you believe what you are saying. And if you say something concerning your own life or something within your area of authority, either good or bad, and believe it, it will come to pass. But what we do is, see, we tend to make up our own things sometimes. And God wants us to speak his word because his word is life. His word is life. Another way to put it is what you say about yourself will come true. We've said it time and time again. We quoted it time and time again. Henry Ford's statement that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. If you actually believe what you're saying, this law applies to people speaking both positive and negative about themselves. Positive and negative. And by the way, and I hope it doesn't mess up your theology or you don't get too upset with me when I say this, but this, this, this law, this law, listen, doesn't just apply to uh, old Bible people. This, this law applies to everybody, everybody, anyone. You speak positive or negative about your situation. Guess what? You're forging a path for you to go. You're forging a path. Say something about yourself and do not believe it. Nothing happens. You must, you must believe what you say without a doubt, without a doubt, in order to affect change. The trick is getting yourself to the point where you actually believe God's word and you actually believe what you say. Another problem we have is we'll say something, but we really don't believe it in our heart. We, if, you say it, if you say it and say, I'm going to speak this out, now let me see if it, if it comes true. Well, you doubt. You're doubting. Probably won't. You got to believe it. You got to learn how to do that. It seems difficult to believe positive statements, especially about yourself. Easier to, to, to believe negative statements about yourself. People have been conditioned to speak negatively so much so it's, it's easy to do. It's easy to do. It's conditioned in us. Someone once said that words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. Mother Teresa once said that kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless forever. And in Betty Eady, she's, a, she's an author. She said, if we understood the power of our thoughts, we would guard them more closely. If we understood the awesome power of our words, watch this, we would prefer silence to almost anything negative. What is she saying? If you understood the awesome power of what you speak out, you would, you would hardly speak anything negative. Think about all the negative things you say. Especially about yourself during the day. 
Uh, this is never going to happen for me. I keep trying and it doesn't work. I just, I, I might as well give up. I'm not as good as that person. You know, I just, I need, I just need a C. That's all I need. All the negative things you say. She went on to say, people have been conditioned to speak negatively so much, it's easier to believe these negative statements. It's so easy to believe it. In our thoughts and our words, we create our own weaknesses and our own strengths. We create our own weaknesses and our own strengths. And what we have to understand is, it's not on God. It's on us. I remember us singing, the work is finished. He's done his part. He, you, just look at what he's done. What God spoke still happens. Grass grow. Come on. Wind blow. It's still happening. Day, night. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Mark chapter 4 those last few verses there, in another version, it says Jesus was in the back part of the boat sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up crying out, teacher, do you not care? We're about to die. He got up and, he, and, and this version says he spoke sharp words, sharp words to the wind. He said to the sea, be quiet, be still. Some of us, listen, we are so overwhelmed by problems and obstacles in our life. Some of us need to stand up and say, be quiet, be still, be quiet. And there were no more waves. Then he turned immediately and said to his follow followers, why, why, why are you so full of fear? I've been teaching you all day long with parables. I've been showing you. We fed 5,000 people. Why are you so full of fear? Do you not have faith at all? They were afraid and said to each other, who is this? Even the wind and the seas obey him. Here's what we can get out of this passage. Here's a few things we can get. First of all, we understand that being afraid to speak shows a lack of faith. A lot of people believe a lot of things, but they won't say it. Being afraid to speak shows a lack of faith. Because after Jesus spoke to them, after he spoke to the storm, he immediately turned to them. Be quiet. Why are you so fearful? Why are you so? Have you no faith? Have you no faith? In other words, he was expecting them to have faith and to do something about the obstacle. I'm asleep. Do something. I've been teaching you all day. I've empowered you. Do something about it. That's why he did nothing until they woke him up. So often we wonder why God does nothing. Here's your answer. Because he's waiting on you to do something. Now this is metaphorical. We know that the Bible also says that God never sleeps nor slumbers. This was Jesus in the flesh, confined to flesh like you and I. So we know that God is not sleeping or slumbering, but I can tell you this, he's waiting on you to do something about your situation. He's waiting on you to speak to the obstacle in your life with his word to overcome it. You know, David said in Psalm 141.3, he said, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Why? Because I say some crazy things sometimes. Lord, if you knew what came out of my mouth sometimes. 
If you know what I said about my kids sometimes, if you know what I spoke over my wife sometimes, if you heard what I speak over my own life sometimes, some crazy things come out of my mouth. Set a guard over my lips, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So being afraid to speak shows a lack of faith. And then number two, listen, it's your job to speak to the obstacle, not God's. God, do something. Michael, do something. I gave you everything you need. I gave you the Holy Spirit. I breathed on you. I gave you life lessons. I gave you people in your life that have taught you and discipled you. What do you want me to do? I am empowering you. I created the universe. What you going to do? You come crying to me because this thing is in your life? Speak to it. It's your job. Again, notice that in this situation, Jesus was looking for answers from the disciples for their inaction. I don't believe they were rhetorical questions. Maybe they were, but I don't believe they were. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? James said it very well in chapter 2 of his book. He said, what does it profit, my brother? And if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, get this in your heart today, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. In other words, somebody comes to you, I'm hungry and I'm cold. Ah, go and be warmed. Let the warmth come over you. Be hungry no more. Come on. <laughs> but you don't give them anything to eat, those things that are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. And what I'm saying to you, thoughts by themselves, if they have no words, are dead. You have to speak those things out. So it's your job to speak. Number three, when you know God is with you, you don't have to wake him up. Again, I know we're talking metaphorically here, but you don't always. And I know this, this, this may be sacrilegious to some of you, but I want to tell you that you don't always have to run to God. Yes, Paul said, pray without ceasing. But I believe that what that means is always have the Lord God and his word on your mind at all times. Always be in communication, sure, with him. But you don't have to go running to him with every problem that you have. I know, might sound sacrilegious, but he's empowered you. you we, we, say, we say this in Kairos, who's the church? We are the church. Then do something. Speak to it. Verse 38 says that Jesus was in the back part of the boat sleeping, but he was with them. He had empowered them through examples and teaching. Don't think because God doesn't do anything when you say do it, or he doesn't jump when you want him to jump. Don't think he's not with you. He's there with you. God is taking a rest. He is in his rest. God is in his seventh day. God is in his Sabbath. I mean, what new thing? We want God to do a new thing. I know he said, I'll do a new thing. But what new thing is he really doing? He gave you the power to speak it. And then number four, watch this. Your obstacles obey your words, not your thoughts. 
but your words. We've got to remember to speak God's word. One of our problems is that we, all, we tend to speak our own words. And our own words are based on our own experiences, our own reasoning, which, by the way, is flawed. Our own experiences. Yeah, I've seen that before. Now, I, again, I said this before. Experience is a great teacher. But God's word is truth. Proverbs 15, 4 says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Your obstacles obey your words. Speak it out. Speak it out. No storm, folks, is too insurmountable. How do I know this? Because in Jesus' Uh, example in Mark 11, he said, if you speak to this little hill, he said, if you speak to this little mound of dirt, he said, if you, if you speak to that little tiny thing in your life, no, he said, if you speak to this mountain, in case you forgot, if you speak to this mountain, why did he use mountain as an example? Because that's the way we look at things in our life, this mountain of debt, this is a mountain I never, I don't believe I'll ever get over. We're speaking negative. He said, if you speak to this mountain and say, be thou cast into the sea and believe in your heart, it will be done. So no obstacle is too insurmountable. No matter your situation, everything, and I, I, this is my word, I made it up and I'm, I'm going to have to patent it. I made this word up, but everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. All right, don't take that back to the Philippines because that's bad English now. Don't take that back. Like I speak bad Tagalog. Don't, don't, don't take that one back. But everything is figure outable. It is. Think about this situation in Mark chapter 4. Watch this. They, the, these fishermen were seaworthy fishermen. Come on, they knew what they were doing. They knew about the boat. They knew about the sea. And I guarantee you they've been through storms before on the Sea of Galilee. So this one must have been fierce if they feared for their lives. This is what many of them did for a living. Yet still, Jesus expected them to have faith and take action. And so what I want to say to you is we have no excuse. Even if you are in a situation where you're just fearing for your life. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. I mean, this is too much debt. I owe $10 and I make $2. I, I don't know where the $8 is going to come from. Even if you're fearing for your life, Jesus is expecting you to have faith and take action with your words. So the question for you today is, what storms or obstacles are you dealing with in your life right now? 